This is episode 334. Do you have habits? I mean, bad habits. Those unhealthy ones. You drink a little bit too much, always find a reason to not be consistent or to not go to your gym session, or you just can't say no to sugar. It could even be unhelpful or emotionally harmful habits in your relationships. Now, we all have them for some of our life, if not all of our life. And on this episode, I'm going to show you why it's not just a habit and how you can go back to the origin story of that habit, which is where all the meaning, the emotions, and the trauma first existed. And it's once we arrive there, and only once we arrive there, that you can begin to permanently swap an unhealthy habit with a healthy one. This is a really important episode, and we're going to talk about all of that stuff on this little episode right here. So let's dive in. Welcome to the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast. You've tuned in because you want to start taking your health seriously so you don't, well, get sick and die. Here we talk all things health, nutrition, and human optimization. Let's jump into it with your host and resident scientist, Maddie Lansdowne. Hey, what's up, my healthy friends? Welcome back to another episode of the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast. And more specifically, an episode of the Coaching with Maddie series. And the idea here is that I take questions that I see regularly from clients or followers or listeners or things that I identify that I think more people need to know about so that they can have greater success with their health. And I bring them to you to talk about in these short little episodes. So it's a big part of my mission to help you get healthy and well, but also in 2024, it's my mission to coach 500 people to get control of their sugar cravings and sugar binges so they can stop yo-yo dieting stop obsessing about food, and finally create a body that they feel confident being in. Now, a big part of the problem with not being confident in your body, often people are in that situation, they're overweight, they're not feeling well, they've got cancer, they've got diabetes, they're on the way to diseases, they've got skin issues, they never get outside, they're really jaundiced, whatever it might be, whatever it might be. Often the result that is produced that we are unhappy with is the result of years and years and years and decades of habits, okay? And I have this conversation many times with many people that are inquiring about my products and services and masterclasses and programs. And I throw a question back after we sort of know what's going on and what they want to change. And I say, why do you think this situation has been created or produced for you? And often the answer is, oh, because I've got bad habits or, you know, because of a habit. And sure, that's exactly what it is, but it's not why this situation has been produced. And so I always try and dig a little deeper and I want you to do this as well. If you find yourself identifying the terrible habits that you've got in your life or the unhealthy habits you've got in your life or the unhelpful habits and identify why are they habits? Where did they come from? Why are they there? And it's really, really important to be able to identify this because if you can't understand the why of a habit, it's extremely difficult to change the habit, okay? In order to be able to replace this habit with something new, either a new habit or a new practice or eliminate that habit and begin something different and fill that space with something different that's healthy and helpful, you've got to understand why that habit is there to begin with because it plays an important role on your neurotransmitters. And what I'm talking about is dopamine-seeking behavior, serotonin and possibly oxytocin too, and the way that that impacts your body to make you feel safe, secure, certain, comfortable, and sure. And often, because of the world that we're in has been totally hijacked, the human experience and the human senses have been totally hijacked, food has been hijacked, you know, what we watch on TV has been hijacked, everything's been hijacked to manipulate our body at a physiological level, mental, emotional, spiritual, physical, 
it's really tricky to be able to identify the why. And so, but we have to figure out the why, okay? So we have to peel back the layers of the onion and no layer of that onion is less important than the other, but getting a deep understanding is really important. And so once we understand why the habit began in the very beginning, then we can start to understand the motivations for why it continued and why it just became an automated part of our brain to the point that now we don't even really know if there's an emotion or an experience or a trauma attached to it. We just do it, right? And so sometimes you might be encouraged by different people in the personal development, psychology, mindset, emotional eating space, encouraged to look at the idea that all of your behavior is unhelpful and self-destructive. Whereas I kind of think sometimes that's true, but also sometimes we developed a habit at a time where we were in a you know, chaotic, traumatic, terrible situation and we were being destructive. However, the automation of that destructive behavior might not mean we're being destructive today in an active way, but we are continuing to play out the self-destruction that we needed in that particular moment or the trauma that, that, that led to this habit in that particular moment many decades ago. doesn't mean we're punishing ourselves for who we are today, but we are playing out that same cycle of events. And once we understand this, then we can know what the purpose of the habit is, why it helped us then, and how we can change so that we can put something more helpful in place today. Because once we understand the why of the habit and the situation that led to the habit being created, we can then usually see what happened over the last few years and the last few decades that led us to be in the body that we're so not happy with, that's so unhelpful and unconfident and unhealthy. And we can be like, oh, I understand why now. And once we understand why the habit exists, we can then introduce a new habit that looks after the same difficulty, trauma, problem, discomfort that was experienced back then. And you, it might be a twofold effort. You might need to be, do some journaling, some breath work, some um, psychotherapy, some different things to be able to process that and letting go of that habit. Because remember, all of these little habits we've had around for decades or years for some people, but decades for many, they form a, a layer of security. It's a security blanket of familiarity. And the reason that we do them is because they're such a low energy commitment by the brain. So the brain has to put almost no calories or effort into making us do it because it just happens on autopilot. So once you dig some of this stuff up, it can be really hard work because now we're consciously thinking about each and every part. And one of the examples that's a really pertinent one to use here is learning to drive a manual car. And I know some people these days listening probably have never driven a manual car. <laughs> but if you think about driving a manual car, there's a lot of things to do when you first start out, you know, and you really, you're really conscious about the way that you think about pushing in the clutch and getting the revs to the right you know, volume and, and looking at all the mirrors and changing gears and making sure it's smooth and you're not grabbing the gear stick too firmly. And there's a lot of stuff to think about and it feels really overwhelming. And if you pick up bad habits in your driving when you're learning to drive, many years later, you will be able to drive hundreds of kilometers, thousands of miles unconsciously in a manual car because the brain will have automated these behaviors so well that you won't have to put any effort into it. You could be on the phone, eating a pizza and driving a manual car and it's all automated. However, because in the time that you were learning and it was in the conscious brain, you actually picked up a bad habit. Now that bad habit has been perpetuating throughout your whole life. And maybe the consequence of that in this situation is that you blow up a gearbox, <laughs> right? But if we take it back to the human, is that they might automate this behavior and play it out for many years and the, the consequence is they might blow out their heart or their liver or their brain or their belly or their pants, you know? But the point is that this habit was originating 
from a place or time in life where things were difficult, were hard, were traumatic, or simply that you were shown by the driving instructor the wrong way, right? And that could be your parents or your teachers or the people around you that showed you or guided you to do things with food and wellness and stuff like that in the wrong way. And there was so much misinformation over the last 40 and 50 years. And we're seeing tons of it today in regards to you know, veganism and ultra-processed food and all of that kind of nonsense. So what I want you to know is that your habit is not just a habit. And we have to go back and ask yourself why. And if you can't figure out why, a good place to start for identifying the reason that, that a particular habit or a group of habits came into play is to look back into your life. And you might have to go a long way back. But you have to look into a time where the habit was not present and where it was present. And that should give you approximately a time frame and that'll be different. Could, you could get it right down to weeks. You could get it to years. You might even get it to days. Or you might know the exact beginning of a particular situation. And so in this situation, once you have identified where it is, you can start building the ideas around why. And you might need to throw some ideas around and experiment and be like, could it be this? Could it be this? Could it be this? And you'll eventually find something that really resonates and feels appropriate. And from there, you'll be able to have a a sort of a solid foundation that will allow you to build new habits because you understand the mindset, the attachment, the psychology, the neurotransmitters, the hormones that are involved in the old habit. Because it's not just a habit. There's meaning and there's layers of reasons as to why it is there. And only then, only when we discover those, will we be able to move to a place where we can replace it with something healthy that nurtures our past self and allows us to be healthy, happy, and excited about life. And more importantly, like we started, feeling confident in our own skin. And that's the goal of changing our habits to healthy habits. So I hope this made sense. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you know someone that needs to hear it, please share it with them, of course. Tag me in your stories and I will catch you on the next episode. Hey, thanks for listening to the show. If you enjoyed this episode or learnt anything at all, the gift of your five-star rating would be incredibly helpful. And what's even more powerful is if you write a review. You can do it below each episode on Spotify every time an episode comes out. And inside Apple Podcast, simply find the main page of this show with all the episodes on it, scroll to the bottom, hit write a review, share your amazing feedback, and then hit send. It helps this show grow tremendously and allows me to successfully invite bigger and more famous guests each time we do the show. Thank you, thank you, thank you for helping us climb the charts, climb the algorithm and help more people. Oh, and by the way, I have a short disclaimer as well. I just wanted to quickly remind you that the information provided on this podcast is for general informational purposes only. While we strive to bring you accurate and up-to-date content, it's important to note that a lot of this is mixed with opinions, stories, and ideas not supported by mainstream science or medicine. Any advice or suggestions should not be considered a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always consult a healthcare provider before making any decisions about the health and wellness of you and your family. Remember too that what works for one person may not work for another. And just as we promote on the show, each person is responsible for their own health decisions. Thank you for tuning in to the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast. And now, the next episode. Here it is.